Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome to Believe in Chargers. Uh, it's another week of Believe in Chargers, and it's another press conference that we are going to react to on Believe in Chargers. This one, not as uh, much sizzle as the Jim Harbaugh presser, but then again, we have not had that much sizzle in a press conference uh, for any sport in about 10 years. So going to be hard to live up to that one, but I'll, I'll say, low. <laughs> uh, you had great insight last week. You know Joe Ortiz well, and I, I – think there's great reason for Charger fans to be excited. Um, a handful of things, I'll just kind of tick off a few for you to sort of to piggyback on and give us your insight and a little bit deeper analysis on, but th- there's going to be a shift in, in the way the Chargers do business. Uh, for all the years that Tom Telesco was the general manager, you saw very little movement up and down the draft board. You saw very few compensatory picks. Um, you did not see a lot of in-season acquisitions or workouts unless they were injury related. Um, pretty much whatever the Chargers were were handed is what they took. And I thought, you know, Joe Ortiz really made a point to emphasize. He said it repeatedly. He must have said compensatory picks three or four times through the course of his uh, presser. And when you look, nobody has had more compensatory picks than the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, in the last 20 years. So it is something, and for people that don't know what that means, you know, when you lose free agents, you are awarded picks for losing the free agents. There's a there's a net equation. Did you gain or did you lose in the, in the free agent market? Did people sign away your valuable players and did you sign less value in the free agent market? If that happens, you're awarded compensatory picks starting with the back end of the third round. So that's something that, and, and what Joe had you know, what he was speaking to was, we need more picks. You need more bites at the apple because that gives you a better opportunity for success. You're not going to hit on every draft pick. So why not pile up as many as you can? And then, you know, I'll hand it to you with this low. My takeaway, he didn't say it flat out because you don't want to advertise it like we're desperate to get out, but he doesn't want to be picking at five. He, he wants more picks. He knows he's, he needs more picks and he needs to develop this roster in his and in, in Jim Harbaugh's <laughs> image. I'd be very, very surprised if they stayed at number five, as long as there was, uh, you know, a a solid offer that was presented to them by a team that wanted to move up. No question. George T is going to be listening. Like you said, his phone's going to be ringing. He's going to be taking calls. And I think you got to give the 49ers a lot of credit. That's what John Lynch, they always take calls. You don't just table them, you take them. You see the things they're able to get rid of a quarterback that was, you know, Trey Lance. John Lynch is that way. When you look at Joe Ortiz, that's what he's going to do. You're going to have a guy that's going in here and say, look, we have to build. We have to build a foundation. we got to bring in a lot of players. And that's why Harbaugh said, look, I'm going to go out and get my coaches. Because, look, I'm going to be the chef. You have to go out and provide the food and the groceries for me to be able to cook. And that's what Joe Ortiz is going to do. He's going to give Harbaugh guys that he can train from a basic college level. That he's going to say, look, here's the tap. These guys have the talent. 
They have the athletic ability, all those things. Now they're raw. How are you going to coach to mold these guys in? And that's what Harbaugh does well. You watch Michigan. It wasn't necessarily the biggest, strongest team to win the national title. But what he did, he had guys that were disciplined, guys that were in the right place, guys that were physical. He had tough guys. Harbaugh builds that culture. And I think that Jortiz, without a doubt, when you watch what he's done in Baltimore, you always talked about it. For the last 10 years, Baltimore has been known for its physicality, tough guys, team that you know can get after you, and that's what they're going to build, and especially when you have a coach like Harbaugh who's going to use those guys and put them in the right position to be successful. Yeah, I think you know you look at the Super Bowl, and, and let's just look at the, the Chiefs roster. Specifically, let's just look at the Chiefs <laughs> defensive roster. And when you look just front to back, Chris Jones, second-round pick. Uh, Mike Dana, third-round pick. Nick Bolton, third-round pick. Trent McDuffie, first-round pick. Legereus Sneed, fourth-round pick. Willie Gay, I think, was a second or a third-round pick. These are not all first-rounders. Seconds, no. thirds, fourths. And when you have the number five pick, talking about trading back, picking up you know, a one and an extra two, and then maybe you trade that one again and you pick up another two or another three, that's where the nucleus of your team is formed in that second, third, and fourth round. You have got to turn those into starters. And I think considering how much this roster is going to turn over, the amount of free agents uh, that likely are not going to be back with this team, that I think is what Joe was speaking to, is compensatory picks. And that doesn't necessarily mean just being awarded the extra picks, but creating your own picks. Nobody I mean, nobody. I know Bill Belichick did it a lot, but he has not drafted well. Nobody has executed draft strategy better going with Ozzie Newsom, who set the tone to Eric DaCosta and, and you know that staff that Ozzie brought up, than the Ravens. They will move up and down the draft board so deftly that you're constantly saying, how did, how did Patrick Queen fall to the, the Ravens? How did Kyle Hamilton end up there? What are they doing? They always get their guy. And it's because they just, they operate and they execute better than everybody else. And I think that's that philosophy that, and look, you can talk about creating culture as a head coach, right? I need to, I need to change the culture. We need a, Jim Harbaugh's here. We need a culture of toughness is what we need here with the charge. That goes for the front office. Guys, we, we have not been bringing in enough guys. Every single week we should have guys in for workouts to figure out if they're better than the guys on our roster. Every single draft we need to be exploring if we should be trading down. And as we trade down and acquire more picks, now can we take some of those picks and trade back up to get our guy? Like, I think that's what Joe is dealing with, is changing the culture of the way this front office operates because he's going to inherit and he's going to be working with a lot of people that have been here. It's not like a coaching staff, right, Lo? Like, it's, you don't bring in all your own assistant coaches. You right. tend to inherit a staff, a scouting right. staff. And, and that's what he's done. So I think he's speaking to, hey, guys, it's going to be different. So let's, let's get to my way of thinking because the way it was is not the way it's going to be. No question. And to add to that, you got to realize, you know that you got to have someone that has iron. We all say iron sharpens iron. You have to have a guy like Joe because, you know, John Spanos and Alex Spanos, they have to take care of this team. So you've got other things that you have to deal with. They're businessmen. Yeah. So they re they rely on their GM to make sure that they're making those right decisions. But they want to go in and communicate. Hey, we're doing this. OK, why are we doing it? OK, let me write the check. But see, now you have a guy in Joe that can be like, hey, Harbaugh, I understand what you want this guy. But we're going to go here because I'm thinking long term. I, we're going to build this this way because of this. I want to have a team that has some sustainability 
ability, but also these guys, this guy can put, he can play special teams. Some of these guys, they want to be good. They want to play special teams, but they can't. And that's what your Joe's going to do. Like you talked about getting the depth. These guys that you look at these tweeners, you said, oh my goodness, this guy can play first and second down, but also he can play on punt. He also can play here. We can plug him in here. So now you don't have the top, the cream of the crop that can't play special teams, that haven't played special teams in years, that don't know how. Now you can start building these guys. And yeah, they're they're starters, but they're not really not starters because they're in a split role because other guys do other things. So now you get able to now you're able to satisfy and suffice your whole team in the structure and the makeup. And that's what's going to be big for Joe. Joe is going to do a great job of getting guys that he can plug in and give them the hardball and let him train these guys where they can have a culture, not just a culture, but have a plethora amount of guys that can play in different integral parts and on offense and defense to make this team sustainable. Yeah, you know, he, I thought he he articulated it perfectly because he, he was asked, you know, without feeling like you're giving away the, you know, state secrets, what, how does Baltimore do it? Why are they so successful? And, and he was just very matter of fact and, and nonchalant to take a word from my man, Mike Singletary, when he was coaching the 49ers, you want to be all not kick him off the field, acting all nonchalant. Um, but what he said was, it's, it's discussion. It's, it's very simple. It's discussion. It's, we've got this great staff of scouts. It's, we've got a pro personnel director, a director of college scouting. We've got an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, a head coach, and you converse and you connect and you find out what you need and you start, you know, because far too often, and, and I'm not going to name names, but I know, you know, someone that I, that I knew very well ended up becoming a GM, you know, and, and I had heard the story how the head coach would just kind of run the first round. Now nah, that's the guy I want. It's like, well, you've never seen him. You never saw him play. Your scout is telling you that, Hey, listen, you know, I did the, I dig digging. I, I'm the one that did the digging with the, you know, with all the, sort of references and I don't know and that no sky we want and when you have that now you, you you cut the scouts legs out from under them they're the ones that are away and, and this was all stuff that Joe detailed he's like I've done it all I've been a personal assistant I've been an area scout I've been a regional scout he, he has done every single job in the front office and he knows how imperative it is to get every last bit of information it's a it's a cliche low but Man, and I, you know, I am way too small and, and full of way too much cowardice to have ever put on the uniform and get out there and realize what it's like. But there's a reason it's a cliche. Does this guy love football? You got to love football to play this game because your body is going to betray you. And you are going to continually ask yourself, why am I putting myself through this? And if you don't love right. this game and you don't have that competitive spirit and you don't have that positive energy that adds to the bowl of energy that leads to winning, those are the things you need to find out. Not what do the stats say, you know, I watched uh, I watched the 20 clips of this guy's pass rushes and, and man, he gets good leverage and he's got great bend. Let's go get him. No, that's, and that's the stuff that Joe was speaking to. I, I, wow, Matt, when you were talking, man, I just was try, writing down some notes. Without a doubt, you're talking about the QUIT. See, just because guys run the 40 and they have the bend and do all that stuff. And like you're talking about, if you don't love football, you can quit. Q-U-I-T. You can find a play where this player, athletically, all those things that you have, it, they'll quit. You have to love football. You and I could go out, man, and we said, let's shoot some three-pointers. You and I go out there. We had to shoot 50. You know what? You might make 
Let's just say you'll make forty-five yeah. of them. I'll probably make ten. But but we'll but we'll we'll get some in. We can go out there and hit a golf ball and say, oh, you know what? Let's go out and hit a ball. Me and you, you could hit one ball better than me. I hit one ball better than you. We can go out there and play basketball, any of those sports. But if I told you, Matt, line up now, you got to run fifty power, and you got to go <laughs> play, running against Trent Williams. No. You, no. You, you're not going to get that one three. You're not going to go make that layup like, like you could in basketball. You're not making that shot. You're not beating that guy not one time. That's like you said. You have to love it. And I don't care what type of heart, what type of desire. You're not winning on that power. You're, right. It's just, and that's that is the biggest thing that people understand. Yeah, we can go out there, shoot the jumper, shoot some threes, and it's going to go in. And that's what Joe is going to do. He's going to make sure, like you said, get the guys in there that love football. When you don't, when coaches have that ability to say, hey, "This is the guy I want." What happens to your scout? Not only is it deflating for them, but now you have a scout out that now in the long run he doesn't work as right. hard because he knows he's going to be overridden. He knows he's going to be overridden. So it's value devalue these guys out. So now you start saying, guys, when you miss on these guys, scouts say, hey, it wasn't my fault. So now you water down your system. You water down your organization. And that's what Joe is going to do, Matt, like you're alluding to. is because He's not going to, no disrespect, he's not going to rely on the Todd Machets. He's not going to be lying on all these times and all these guys be, oh, this is what the scout's saying. And that's that's why people like I don't need that. I have a staff that's going to go out there and watch these guys. Watch not just that, their character, their ability, how they played in the fourth quarter, when they're getting blown out. What did they do? Do they quit? Are they running to the ball? So they're going to do all those things that the, that these talking head scouts that don't do. That's what I like about what Joe's going to bring to this organization. Yeah. The devil's in the details, and he's going to get a lot of that detail yeah, done. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, look, there's going to be some turnover. I would assume he's going to want to bring a handful of, of his guys in to, to complement what the the Chargers already have. I think, you know, he was also asked about the trade for Roquan Smith. I mean, think about it. When's, when's the last time the Chargers made a trade in season, you know, like like they did at the trade deadline? And, and you know, he made a great point. He's like, however we got to get the players, we got to get the players. Like, it. And like that's, and then he brought up compensatory picks as well. He's like, just because you trade for a guy doesn't mean that maybe it doesn't work out. He's a free agent at the end of the year. You let him walk, you get your compensatory pick. So yeah, I sent out a pick, but I'm going to get a pick back. And that's, that's working the board. That's making sure you're exhausting every, and look at the impact that Roquan Smith had on that Baltimore Ravens defense, how it just flipped and huge. became a huge, huge. So it's, it's <clears throat> one of the, you can't overvalue draft picks too much and be so precious with them that a talent like Roquan that you believe is going to be the straw that stirs the drink and exactly what you need. You just feel it's too prohibitive to trade away something that valuable for someone that's going to request that much money. You know, he took the swing and, and it worked out. It worked out brilliantly. Um, so I think it's aggressive, um, but it's also, you know, it's also intuitive. It's collaborative. You know, there's a lot of ifs that I'm going through. It's, you know, like he, he, he detailed the Batman and the Robin, that, that Jim Harbaugh talked about. And he said, yeah, like in season, I'm Robin. When Jim comes to me and says, we need this, I'm going to immediately march back into my office and just start pounding phones. Try it. He's like, we need a, we need a middle linebacker. I'm going to go find it. I got to find it. I got to get a guy in the, in the facility every single day. Does this guy work? No. All right. Next guy. Does this guy work? No. And that's the sort of thing that, that creates and builds championship culture. I'm I'm telling you what we need and I'm the head coach and you respect that. Okay, well, coach, I'm telling you that our I know you really like this guy, but our regional scout says, you know, teammates don't like him. There's a reason why I wasn't the captain, even though he's got the best stats. He's not a real good leader. He takes plays off. I, you know, 
that's that's collaborative. That's making sure that you're using every resource that you have. And and I'll tell you, Lo, as we kind of shift, you know, beyond the press, I'm trying to think if there was really anything else in there. Um, I think a lot of it was just sort of what you would expect: his relationship with Jim, the relationship with John, Jack, and Jackie, and the Harbaugh's, and what they bring and what they mean. And obviously, Justin Herbert's incredible and amazing, and we got to support him. But I will. Oh, you know what? I'll say this: um, he did, and and you know, how about Jim Winter's jersey? Yeah, what's that? How about them giving Jim his yeah. jersey? You saw the presser. He's got his number, He's four, number four, breaking back old, 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 the old exactly. jersey. It was interesting because I saw your boy here at the, you know, at the Super Bowl, Dr. Chow, and we were talking about you. He's like, man, you and Money's killing it. He loves the show. He said he's going to come on and actually tell us hardball oh, stories yeah. about, hey, you know, the, the, the infamous punch that no one's, the, you know, back in the day when he's a young, full of full of vinegar. <laughs> you know, a couple guys talked about junk. Harbaugh is freaking oh, tough. Yeah. He talked about what did Harbaugh wanted to do when he retired. Harbaugh wanted to be a referee. Oh, that's so, hilarious. When you think about all these different things, uh, it's hilarious. So we well, got some great stories, man. we got to tell about this coach because I'm telling yeah. you, it is, it's really going to change the culture. And you're going to see a team that uh, what we'd like to see, Matt, physical back in the day with Marty type of Marty Schottenheimer type of ball, the physical downhill, punch you in the mouth, but tough physical team. I think you're going to see that and some. Yeah, and I think you got to be excited about the coordinators. Um, you know, a lot of people, and there's a reason why, the, the Chargers would not grant permission to teams that wanted to talk to Ryan Ficken. He came in and he turned around the worst special teams unit in the league for three years running uh, into one of, if not the best. Found Cameron Dicker, found Jay. He brought J.K. Scott over because he was in Minnesota and he said, hey, look, this guy's out of work. He was in Green Bay. I'm telling you, he's the guy. J.K. Scott completely turned around, you know, the punt team. And then on top of that, they end up becoming – punt coverage. You got guys like Eamon Ogbong Bamiga, like who become some of the best, you know, Nick Neiman, just some of the best special teams players in the league under his guidance. So I'm beyond stoked that they're keeping him as their special teams coordinator. And then offense, defense, I mean, getting Jesse Minner is, is absolutely huge. And, you know, we've already talked about Ben Herbert, strength and conditioning, considered the best in the nation, one of only two guys that was making a million bucks in, in college. And now Greg Roman is going to be that OC and that's something that, that Joe said during his presser, you know, what's our best way to make sure we maximize Justin Herbert? Run the ball, you know, and 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 what that tells me, Lo, is I don't think we're I don't think we're going to see someone that, that's, you know, lined up out wide in the draft. I, I think you're going to see you're going to see a lineman drafted. You're going to see multiple linemen drafted. I think they're talking about we got to make sure we get physical at that point of attack on offense, protect our guy run the football. I mean, Greg Roman's coming in. He made Lamar Jackson. Help. Oh, he's, you, you know, go ahead, Lo. I mean, you know Greg, what that means. No, I, I, no, I, Greg Roman, we know. You've seen what he did with the Niners. You see what he did with Lamar. Greg Roman is a run game connoisseur. He's a master. It's physicality. You see the way with, with Cap and all the different things he's done with offenses. You are going to have a team that is going to, you know, impose its will. I'm asking you real quick. I was derailing you because I wanted you to say, Who's some of the backs that you still see on this roster? Do you see some backs that are hardball guys that are still on this roster now? Or you think it's just going to be all new backs? Well, they're all free agents, except for Isaiah Spiller, who's got, you know, another couple of years left on his rookie deal in the fourth round. So he's inexpensive if, if you want to keep him around. And he's big. You know, people don't realize how big Isaiah is. He's a big kid. I mean, he's six, probably close to six one. 
close to 220 pounds. That's a little more in that Harbaugh mold. But, you know, he name-checked, Harbaugh name-checked Austin Eckler. I, I, you know, I hope that's the case. We all love Austin. I, I just think, you know, in terms of money and, and how, and, and, you know, age and where, uh, I'll, that, that's an interesting one. Um, if they just feel like he wasn't being used right, if the line wasn't right, and that's what led to, to a bit of a precipitous drop for Austin, not to mention the, the fumbles that, you know, just kind of found their way to, to him all season long. If, if you told me to pick one lane, all new backs or Austin and Isaiah come back and, and then they find one other, I would pick all new backs. I, I think you just, you think about some of, you know, what you can, what, what those guys can get in the, in the draft, you know, especially if you're picking up extra twos and threes, as you trade down the board, you can get yourself great value, you know, in four years of fre MC fresh legs running that ball, um, you know, and, and I think, Think about like a Gus Edwards, you know, there's not a lot of tread on those tires. Someone that knows that Roman scheme from doing it in Baltimore all those years. So I'd, I'd probably lean maybe maybe two backs in the draft, you know, like a, a late one of those seventh rounders or something like that. One in the middle rounds and and maybe, you know, a free agent would probably be my guess. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that I think that Eckler will have the opportunity to come back, but it's going to be at a huge yeah. discount. It, because here's the thing. When, when you think about Frank Gore, when Hardball kept that guy around for years, why? Because not just the ability and dependability, the leadership. Frank Gore was over 30, still running the yeah. ball, downfield practice. Hardball likes hard workers, and that's one thing about oh, Eckler, like you and I have always alluded to. You, yeah, he busts his ass. And so Hardball's going to see that and say, okay, how do I do? And I know what I can do with this guy because now the emphasis is there. See, Eckler fell off a lot because, like you said, the offensive yeah. line up and down. It was no commitment really to the run game. Okay, we're going to be physical. The mindset wasn't there. you got to have a mindset. This team has been mindset, okay, protect the passer. We're going to go throw the ball downfield. That's where we're putting our eggs and, and that's our basket. And I think now you're going to have a coach that's saying, no, we're going to be diverse in every, and we're right. going to demand excellence in every phase of the game. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I think, like we said, there's two rooms that need to be really sort of redone. It's tight ends and running backs. And, and like I said, after sure. listening to, to coach, I mean, to coach, to Joe, I think it's probably, it's probably also, you know, offensive line. I, I just, I feel like with the depth of tackles, with the retirement of Corey Lindsley, I think you're probably talking about a tackle, maybe tackle in a center, maybe in the first, those might be their first two picks, tackle in a center, you know, that, that, in that way, you feel really good about Rashawn Slater. I think, you know, you got to get Zion back on track. He, you know, he had ups and downs, had some really good ups, had some really low lows. You got to get that right. Gosh knows when you see him walking around, you recognize just the sheer strength and how massive he is. And it ought to be able to work, you know, and then you get a, you, you get yourself a senator to replace Corey. And there's a couple good ones in this draft. I think that's that's probably where they're going to start now. You know, we're so focused on one side of the ball, right? You know, there's also a defensive side of the ball where 
All of your tackles are free agents. Your two defensive ends, you know, outside of Thule, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa are, are combining to make over 70 million bucks. Um, you know, next year, those contracts got to be reworked. Kenneth Murray didn't have his fifth year option picked up. I think Eric Kendricks is probably going to be out because of the cap, you know, considerations that, that they need to move on from. Do they have a corner on this team that you think fits the hardball mold? You know, Aloe Gilman is a free. I mean, we're talking about almost the entire defense that, you know, and that could be the, the direction that they just have to go. Could be a corner. You know, they're in a position. They have not drafted a corner high since Jason Verrett. Like, think about that. They have not right. drafted a first-round right. corner since Jason Verrett. And how important are corners? You, wow. Look out there. What's out there? Shavarius Ward, you know, the, to Trent McDuffie. Like, these dudes are important, man. Like, you have got to have corners on your squad. Yeah, and they, those guys don't stay on the market long. Those are guys that you don't see them on the market. When you got a good corner, you don't let him leave the building. You know how that yeah. is. And and that's why when the Chargers drafted, you know, this young man, you think that he's going to be a lockdown corner for years. Injuries killed him. He goes to San Francisco. They even brought him back again and got injured because they knew that Barrett was a good corner, just could not stay healthy. So when you have elite corner play, those guys don't leave the building. Yeah, and look, that, here's the thing, too. Like, I don't know if the numbers are going to come out. I don't feel it's it's my place to be sharing, you know, what I've heard or what I know about the numbers. Dean Spanos, he wrote out some big freaking checks. I mean, big checks. For Joe, for Joe Ortiz, he wrote big checks to get that guy away from Baltimore. Big checks for Jesse Minner. Big checks for Ben Herbert. Big checks for, for, for Jim Harbaugh, for Roman, like, this is an expensive staff that he is paying for. You better believe that there will be no expense spared. You, you do not spend that kind of money on a coaching staff and then just stop. So when when Joe Ortiz and his presser said about, you know, building towards something or having to totally reconstruct the roster, he and I, I get it. He's got to say it, but I believe it. He's like. It's not what we're here to do. It's not why Dean Spanos is paying us is to to say, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna look toward 2025. No, we're gonna figure out a way to win the Super Bowl in 2024, you know, in the 2024 season. That's what we're gonna do. So I think that opens that door for there to be a conversation about bringing back Bosa, Mac, Keenan, Eckler, like you know, some of those pieces and trying to figure out how to make this puzzle work. If if they determine that no, we got a real shot with him on the roster and and let's figure the money out here um you know so i think that's that's something to pay attention to i it did not get the sense that this is going to be a rip the band-aid off completely reset unless they feel like that's the best approach we're too concerned about khalil's age and too concerned about joey's injuries we're too concerned about mike williams injury history to bring him back and push more money into the future and kick this can you know, down the road, Keenan Allen's coming back. They, they, they just too many people are talking about him to just cut him loose. That does not make any sense um, that that he would be on no. the outs. He's going to be coming back. So, I think they're going to be something like a team that you know what you you saying. Ah, we're going to rip the band. I think they rip the band off, band aid off. But I think they are becomes like a Green Bay because people aren't going to expect them to do much because you're going to have only a couple players that you know the name recognition. But I think because of the buy-in and because of the coaches and because they're going to be pushed, 
I think they'll be that team because you're going to see a lot. Like you said, this is going to be a oh, this this roster is going to be overhauled. But the way these coaches think and the way that you know Joe Ortiz at an office, they're not going to they're not going to settle for mediocrity. Yeah. They're not going to settle for mediocre. They're not going to sit and say, "Oh, we're young or this and that." And other. No, these coaches and this staff, they're going to put a demand. I don't care if it's a bunch of rookies. They're going to roll out a product, and that product's going to compete. Guaranteed yeah. that. We well, I'll tell you that. what's interesting, you know, Low, is we kind of wrap it up here. Um, and, and look, Coach Harbaugh would punch me right in the throat if he heard me say it. But it's <laughs> it's maybe the year to do it. It's it's a last-place schedule. They get the Patriots, who are going to be looking for a quarterback. They get the Titans, don't know what Will Levis is. They get the Cardinals, who, you know, we're, we're a feisty bunch last year, but we know they need, they got a lot of work to do on that roster as their three, you know, their three last place games. On top of that, you get the NFC South. You know, we know what that looked like throughout. We thought maybe, you know, that it was going to be eight and nine that won that division. So you get a Falcons team that is right. looking for a quarterback. The Panthers were the worst team in football last year. The Saints, who had a lot of issues throughout the course of the season and infighting. Wow. What are the Buccaneers going to do? And then, you, and then look, they get the AFC North. That's not easy. We understand that. But looks like the Steelers are looking for a quarterback. And then talk about the division. Yes, you've got to knock off the Chiefs. And that is a bear to deal with. But what are the Broncos doing at quarterback? What are the Raiders doing at quarterback? Like, this may be the year, like you said, where you can rip off that Band-Aid Maybe you're going with some inexperience, but because you have Justin Herbert, because you have Jim Harbaugh, you know, you feel like, you know what? I kind of like the way this is this is the year to do it because of the way it lays out. We feel as though maybe, you know, we can hang. We can we can look at and it's so stupid to project the future because of injury and you never know. Look at the Texans. You know, they were expected to be one of the worst teams in football. They make the playoffs. And win a playoff game, you know, that the Packers, oh, no, Aaron Rodgers yeah. there. You talked about it. Like, yeah. so you never know. But I wonder if that's part of the, yeah. the calculus. Well, you know, Coach Harbaugh listening yeah. to the oh, yeah. show, everyone, all the billions of people that listen. We got we got billions of listeners. So I'm just going to let you know, Harbaugh, Coach, I didn't say that. <laughs> that was money. So you go ahead and punch him in the throat. You're going to get punched in the throat. <laughs> right in the throat. That right happens. <laughs> Sorry, Coach. I got you. I got your back. Hey, Mike, I got you. your back, buddy. I ain't letting yeah. Harbaugh. Harbaugh's back. He's got there to come me. But no, you make a very valid point. You, the way you laid that out, though, they do have a chance yeah. because of the, the competition they're playing too. So they just got to go out and play ball. I'm excited, man. Excited about the upcoming season. Excited about the draft. And man, you give me your final. I know we did it earlier. Give me who's going to be the MVP of this Super Bowl if it's not Mahomes. Give me your, your guy. Not Mahomes. Oof. You know what? Whatever. I'll I, I'll go. Uh, I'll go uh, with the hometown kid because I love Trent McDuffie. Played at Bosco. Uh, let's let's get Trent McDuffie out there with a couple picks on on your guy Brock. Uh, that would be uh, that 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 would there be nice. Go. They'd be celebrating. He was he was a modern day kid and a Bosco kid. He played for the two titans of football in our nation two years each. So uh, I'll give it to him. How about you? <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with defensive guy. I, I just think that Nicky Bosa, you know, didn't have a huge year this year. But I just think that, hey, look, this guy's going to do something special in this Super Bowl. I really believe that the Niners are going to pull this upset, this win. And the books, all the books have, everyone says everything in your logic. You say, how do you bet against Mahomes? How can you bet against him and Kelsey? They are unbelievable. The best duel that we've ever seen besides Brock and Brady. So, but, and then you look at the only, the, the Niners are favored by, 
favored by two, like minus two. So the Niners, they have to be like, Mo way. Everyone's saying Kansas City, Kansas City. I just think that because everyone is on this and everyone believes that Kansas City, because what your eyes tell you that they yeah. should be, I think it builds for the Niners. I think the Niners win this. And yes, let's give it to yeah. you know who. The yeah, other there brother. you go. Um, it'll be, it's interesting. The, the Chiefs have been underdogs in every playoff game. It's very strange. And the 49ers are the first team to make it all the way to the Super Bowl as a favorite in every single game they've played. Uh, that is crazy. Wow. They have never been an underdog all season long. So they wow. can't play the chip on the shoulder. Nobody believes in us. Well, Vegas made you a favorite in every <laughs> single game. So uh, literally every single game. It's never happened. So there you go. Uh, or maybe it happened with the Patriots. Thanks for yeah. pulling on. Thanks for pulling on yeah, my, my, exactly. my theory. Thank Sorry. You. It is playoff time, by the way. The usual suspects are heading to Vegas for the championship. Our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source. For football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of Gatorade, BetOnline is the number one source for your championship wagering. Head to BetOnline and join today to get in on all the action. BetOnline, the game starts here. Enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. Uh, May it be a compelling, competitive game that comes down to the very end. Uh, To the victor go the spoils. I hope it's not the Chiefs again. But, hey, uh, let's just make it a competitive game, and we'll be back again next week with more Believe in Chargers. You're the best. You're the best. Cheers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.